0: Welcome to the Cardi Show, Brett Cardiacside Dave Glasser. Glad to have you with us. If you didn't have uh, a chance to listen to our last episode on the uh, deep dive Dave Brett and I did on the uh, Blue Jays off season and whatnot, uh, I encourage you to go back and do so. Stream the Cardi Show anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, today's program a bit of a lighter one, which uh, is not a bad thing. Um, talk some WBC. We'll talk some Jays spring training updates. Uh, The Maple Leafs uh, are going to run 11 forwards and 7D, uh, which is uh, unorthodox. We'll talk to Dave about that. And uh, we'll review the old-time hockey series uh, and uh, just our thoughts and uh, how it would benefit some people who listen. So a lot of you listen, which is great. So appreciate that. So, today, let's talk about the WBC. Obviously, Team Canada. We didn't have high hopes for them going into this tournament, but uh, some really encouraging stories. When you look at guys like Edouard Julian of course Otto lopez you know we were, we were i remember we were talking about elliot about uh the shortstop position and uh, being a little worried about that but auto lopez it was just fine um but yeah some good stuff there the pitching side there wasn't a lot of depth i thought ernie uh kind of screwed up a couple things we can get into that in a minute but uh let's get your thoughts
1: yeah i mean kind of what we expected i think you uh hit the nail on the head um I, like I've said on previous programs, not a huge fan of the tournament. Um, just like you mentioned, the timing's not the greatest. They already play 162 games in a 165-day year. But, I mean, the positives is great experience. You mentioned Otto Lopez. Um, great experience for him. How uh, about Bo Naylor?
0: Yeah, he was good. I
1: mean, great experience for him. I mean, he hung in there. I mean, I remember the first game against Great Britain, they were kind of running wild on him, but he hung in there, threw one of the runners out. So that was uh, big for him. Uh, Great experience for him. Had a jack, too, along with Otto Lopez, who went deep uh, one of the games. So, you know, great experience for the kids. Um, Yeah, pitching was a little weak, to say the least. Um, I mean, Cal Quantrill's... uh, Brief start against uh, Great Britain really hurt him. He only went two and a third, couldn't get out of one inning, and that really set the tone. Uh, You know, that really hurt him. But, uh, you know, um, good experience for the kids. So there were some positives, but it pretty well unfolded what we expected, like you said.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would have started Quantrill against Great Britain. Maybe I would have saved him for uh, Mexico, probably. I don't know if the U.S. You knew the U.S. game was going to be a blowout. Um, And then there are a couple Points in the Mexico game where I'm like uh, Maybe you want to bring somebody else in Um, But uh, Encouraging stories we saw So um, do you think Trout, Otani and all those Guys that signed up are going to encourage More Canadians to head For the Classic in 2026
1: It's tough It it, it really depends on um, What uh, Their standing is with the team um I mean, if you're competing with jobs, no, uh, you're gonna buy spring training and compete for your jobs. I mean when it comes to all stars on the team, it's tough to say like I I'd, I'd pro- it'd be tough if I was in the position, I'd kind of want to stay with my team through the whole of spring training. Even though I love Canada and I would love to represent Canada, It'd be hard for me to leave my team in spring training for that long a time. I mean, one of the solutions I came up with was maybe just do four teams, a four-team tournament, um, you know, just four countries in the tournament, uh, play a three-game series maybe, um, you know, in the semifinals, play a three-game series and do a one-game elimination in the finals, maybe just like a brief tournament like that, just shorten the tournament right down to only three, four days maybe. Uh, could be a solution if you want to do a WBC butt. I don't know, man. As much as I love Canada, I mean, it'd be tough for me to leave my team for two weeks during spring.
0: What if you started the tournament earlier, though? So you you're coming coming to camp and your your team's camp, your WBC team's camp in February, and uh, you start the tournament maybe late February, early March, and then you know you can rejoin your team in the middle of March. Maybe that works. That's Autumn. a
1: lot of. That could be a lot of ball, though.
0: Yeah, because you are time out. To... Like,
1: I maybe you could do like, uh, like when they report for pitchers, catchers. Instead of doing pitchers, catchers, you go to your, you start the WDBC like February fifteenth. Yeah, and then like have it wrapped up before March, and then you still got the almost the full month of March with your team.
0: That's true. I think guys could maybe part...
1: do that, but I'm just a concern, Brent. Like, like I said, it's only a 365 day year. He already play 162 games plus playoffs. That's a lot of ball, man. Yeah, That's <laughs> That's a lot of ball.
0: It definitely is. we um, will see how it goes. Um, our buddy Lou Schiff was uh, obviously a Marlon season take holder. So he's got the uh, hot seat to uh, see all the stuff. So maybe we'll have him on next time and uh, he can uh, fill us in on what he saw and his thoughts. It's to be kind of cool because he's going to see Trout and Otani, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, main event on Tuesday. Uh, I'm thinking you never know, there could be an upset. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it, I wasn't excited for it by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations. It's kind of nice because I think spring training is a little bit too fucking long, like it's just too long, you know. Eight, fair eight, point, nine, 10 fair weeks. point, it's ridiculous. Uh, but Blue Jays are making that okay injury wise. Obviously, Vladdy's back this week. Uh, Springer's been healthy. Merrifield is banged up, but uh, the majority of them are back, which is good. Um, Performance-wise, people are concerned about Barrios. Obviously, Barrios didn't have a good start uh, with Puerto Rico. Uh, Now, Barrios will be back in GS camp at some point, I'm sure. Um, Any surprises, or do you think things are kind of unfolding as you expected?
1: yeah I, I think Kiermaier's my big surprise how unrusty he is because he didn't play much ball last year. So he looks good. Um, I yet, yeah, but other than that, I think it's been pretty well uh, certain. I mean, little surprise about Barrio struggling because he's got such a great track record other than last year. like you would think uh, he'd be tearing it up right now, ready to go. So I mean, like I've said on this show, my beef with Barrios last year wasn't so much the performance overall it was when he didn't have his best stuff instead of like struggling through four or five innings he'd be out the first inning like i remember back to his first start of the season in 2022 uh he didn't even make it through one inning the great pitchers your one and two starters when they don't have their best stuff they at least try and gut through four or five innings to save your bullpen and you know what? He he let him down a bit when he couldn't do that. But I the Brio's thing, I'm a little surprised he's struggling, but I mean pitchers are usually behind, so I'm not too worried about that. But I think to answer your question, Kiermaier being as good as he is, despite not playing as missing as much ball as he did last year, that's a good surprise. And then other than that, like you're right, it's been pretty well pretty well going forward as people would imagine it.
0: Yeah, Kevin Vigio has been my surprise. He looks like he's bulked up a bit. The uh, yeah. the eyeballs seem to be working, getting on base. Um, I guess from what I'm hearing and understanding that he'll play right, some right, some first, some second. And then if a lefty is in the lineup, it'll be Merrifield on the left at times. Far yeah, so... I'm fine
1: with that. I'm and fine far... with that. You got a 26-man war roster. You only can have so many pitchers. Let's, let's use the 26 26- 26 people, you know? I yeah,
0: like it. I'm with you. So, Merrifield and left, Varsho in center, Springer and right sometimes, or Kiermaier in center. I think, I know George wants to still play a bit of center, but I'm thinking it's going to be Varsho and Kiermaier handling the bulk of those games. Um, yeah. I think we talked about Varsho is not going to be catching at all this year unless... Think, I think I the Jays are going to call you before they put Varsho.
1: I I think... I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, like... I mean, uh, Jansen's got to stay healthy, you know. Like I've said on the program, four DL trips last two years. This is the year I'm praying he stays healthy. And Kirky, he's had some problems with uh, some injuries. So, I mean, if those two guys stay healthy, you got to get them as much at bats as you can. So, and, you know, smaller ballpark that should, you know, pull hitter like Jansen. That might benefit him, you know. Maybe 30 jacks.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, same with Varsho. You could see thirty, thirty-five. Even Kiermaier yeah. could hit 20 for all we know. Um, I'm to go back to Otto Lopez for a minute, uh, who had a really, really good WBC that we talked about. He's a guy that can play multiple spots. He's been a solid hitter throughout the minor leagues. And there's some, I don't want to say I guess, controversy, but I guess discussion about who's taking that last, last roster spot. Is it Nathan Lucas, who can play all three outfield positions very well? Um, he was hit like Otto Lopez very well in AAA. Or would it be Otto Lopez, a guy who you can slide in just about anywhere? My thinking is you need to give somebody like Otto at bats and you take Lucas because he can give you a good D in the uh, the later innings. So What about you?
1: Yeah, I think you take the D. I'm thinking maybe Luke's. Um, he's a little older, and I think you take the D. Um, it's tough. It it is tempting to put Otto Lopez there just because, like you said, he has the versatility. And, you know, he's been in the system for a while. He's 24 now. Um, but yeah, I kind of want Lukes there. Um, I I think Merrifield's going to be more infield, um, just because of the way it works out. So, um, it is nice, though, because you look at Merrifield, you look at Biggio, uh, you, you got the, they both do infield, both do outfield. So I think you might go with more of a traditional infielder, maybe like Luke's just because you already got those versatility guys. So I think, and I think you're right. I think Lopez is going to, they're going to go with, uh, where he can get the most at bats. So, uh, I think it'll be probably Luke's. Yeah. Probably take over the Zimmer spot. The Zimmer spot. Uh, if you yeah. will. No, the exactly. Zimmer spot. Yeah. I'd
0: appeal it about Addison Barger. I just I don't think he's there
1: yet. No.
0: Um we'll have to see how that goes. Uh want to flip the script to hockey now. Toronto Maple Leafs made a decision a few weeks ago to run 11 forwards and 7 D men at the time they're getting caught up in the media about it. Why would they do this? What are the benefits? What are the disadvantages?
1: Well, I, well, first off, it's it's one of the good uh, – it's kind of for a good reason. They got nine D-men that are kind of pro-ready. But, I mean, if you look at the nine D-men, is there one, like, Norris <laughs> Trophy candidate among the nine? Uh, not really. Like, you got Morgan Riley, probably the top guy, but he's got a negative two plus minus, which isn't very good. Kind of just average, right? Yeah. So you look at that, you don't really have a top guy, but you got nine kind of NHL-caliber defensemen. And it's like, well, it kind of does make sense, right? So it's good that you get everyone ice time. You don't have um, too many guys in the press box, healthy scratches. Um, and, I mean, do you, most teams don't really roll four lines um, constantly. So, you know... It, you can you can definitely manage it is unorthodox um but since Ryan ryan o'reilly's gonna be out it seems till early april i think they'll stick uh stick with it and uh and keith uh sheldon keith the uh, leafs coach he made the comment they've played some of their best hockey in this 11 and 7 uh thing so if it's working don't uh, you know what's fixed don't break it so uh It it is interesting, unorthodox, but I think once O'Reilly comes back, it looks like early April, I think they'll go back to 12-6.
0: One of the interesting things with them, too, is the goaltending situation with uh, Murray and Samsonov, and obviously Murray's had his fair share of injuries. As a Samsonov, you know, they've plugged Joseph Wall in there, they've plugged Eric Schalgren in there. Um, But are are you thinking during the playoffs against Tampa, it's Murray one night, Samson off the other? You think it's just going to be Sheldon's going to run with the hot hand?
1: I think hot hand. I think that's that's more the traditional way to go. You know, Um, they are really even. If you look at the stats, they're crazy even. So I'm thinking probably Samson off, but it'll be it'll be the hot hand at the time. But uh, it's going to be a tough test. You know, um, it's gonna be another tough test first round. What can you do? <laughs> that's I, the way. Uh, that's the way it goes. That's yeah, the way the playoff position is. I don't agree with it. I'd rather see you know Pittsburgh or uh, Florida. I I definitely would rather see Florida, another uh, uh, the other uh, Florida team. You know, instead of uh, Tampa. But they, it's divisional play. I guess yeah. we're stuck with it. We're gonna get uh, tough test first round again. It sucks.
0: It, it does, but it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be uh it's definitely going seven. I don't know which way though. I'm thinking.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So it'll be a good series. Can't complain about that. Um I told you it was gonna be an easy one, a short one. So let's uh talk about the old time hockey series and uh yeah let's talk about what that did for us. I mean, the first time in a long time I watched a full sixty-five minutes plus a shootout last night. Um, Toronto beating Ottawa, Kerfit in round nine, putting it uh, between the big man's five uh, five hole, there. Um, but yeah, no. It, what has it done for you? Has it kind of got you back into it? Um, what are the benefits of the old time hockey series?
1: Yeah, it kind of got me into uh, uh, back into it. I watched uh, Pitts. I uh, actually a whole Pittsburgh Philadelphia there. I think it was last Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I've watched a few uh, games. So, yeah, it's got me kind of back and back into the history of it. And uh, I always like researching the old teams, too, right? As uh, looking back up uh, when we were doing, I think, uh, Mahovlich looking back on the 67 Leafs. So, and, you know, going back to the old teams, because I just love researching the teams because it is a team game. At the end of the day, you know, people forget that, and uh, you know, it's 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 just got me uh, liking to the history of the game again. And uh, yeah, it was really fun researching those guys and how much uh, how much Northern Ontario contributed. Saskatchewan, you know, all places contributed. (laughs) Yeah, and I
0: think the thing for me is. I didn't realize like how like little these guys got paid. And a lot of these guys had yeah. multiple jobs. Um, you just look at the work ethic that, you know, you type of guys like Gordy Howe, Pat Quinn, um, obviously Mahavich, Bobby Hall, yeah, Abel. The other guy on the production line, his name is Teddy Lindsay. Oh God. Ted, Ted Lindsey. Yeah. yeah. And the work he did um, a lot of hardworking guys and, um, the WHA fascinates me. I just, I cannot believe a league comes in, starts poaching players, and the NHLs finally wakes up, and the owners start dishing their money out. Hap day, of course, um, one of my favorites. Uh, but I think the, the cool part, though, is like uh, if you listen to the all-time hockey series, and, you know, your father and son, father, daughter, mom, son, whatever, you go to the Hockey Hall of Fame, even if you listen, right, you're going to know, you know, you see Frank Mahovlich. Like, oh, you know, You know a couple things. Same with Hab Day, right? Yeah. Same with Mm Gordy. When you start seeing that stuff inside the hall, right? You can kind of – they're nice discussion points, I guess. Maybe maybe they'll help on a school project.
1: Yeah, and then you know what? If if, no one's ever seen it live, uh, NHL, AHL, NHL Hockey, it's really amazing live, right? So it's just a great sport to watch live. And that's one of the reasons why the WHA came to existence is just there was so much demand. For professional hockey in a lot of markets it's like how do we not take advantage of this and as we said the owners were like you know led by con Smythe, were a little stingy like oh we shouldn't expand you know let's take let's take this 16 leagues doing well let's not change it and uh you know and that's 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 what led to a expansion in 67 and then even the extra six teams weren't enough there was just so much demand for live hockey that uh that brought in the WHA. It's the, it's just such a great sport to watch live that uh, the demand was there and they had to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, beyond the six teams, and uh, then eventually they go west, and uh, but definitely there will be another season of the old time hockey series, no doubt about it. Um, definitely, I was thinking we could talk about the '93 Ottawa Senators.
1: Oh yeah, Rick, Rick- Bonus, the Ricky- coach. Ricky-
0: uh, Ricky Bonus, Craig Bellington And uh, company uh, But definitely uh, that's on the radar And uh, definitely will be As uh, we gear up for the baseball season So I'm thinking uh, I'm going to harass Lou Schiff Harass probably the wrong word to come back Especially as a judge uh, To come back and to talk about his WBC experience um, His thoughts And uh, hopefully we can do that In a couple weeks And uh, get ready for the big uh, Opening day Cause that's, uh, that's coming yeah. soon later, uh, which is exciting. So that'll do it. I could have told you quick and painless edition of the Cardi show. Hopefully everybody enjoyed. Courage you to listen anywhere. You get your podcasts, uh, Brent, and Dave on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>